Corinthians 5 again. 2 Corinthians 5, the last two songs we were singing about heaven. We're going through on Sunday evenings studies on heaven. And this morning we want to think about representing heaven. A number of years ago, many years ago, we took a group of teens to Adventureland, and um, and there was a ride there. I don't know. It's it was the silly silo. Is that still there? Does anybody know? It's not there. Thank God for that. <laughs> it it was this thing. It was like a silo. And you'd be up against the wall of the silo. How many of you have ridden that thing? So, and it gets spinning so fast that then you were pinned against the wall, they could drop the floor out of it. And you'd just be pinned against the wall. Well, we got on that thing and, and I knew that I don't do real well on these spinning things, you know. I thought, oh boy, man, it it was it seemed to be okay until the thing stopped, and then it was like everything in me just kept going, and I I was sick, man. I barely got out the gate, found the table, and of course when you go there it's always 90 degrees, you know, and the tables are in the sun, and I'm, we're supposed to be leading this group of teens, and I'm sitting there puking my guts out and thinking, take me home, Jesus, you know. I, I, I didn't enjoy one bit of that at all. And, you know, I, needless to say, recovered, and as we're walking around Adventureland, we'd, I'd see some kids say, Hey, Dad, let's go ride the silly silo. And it was all within me to say, Don't, no, 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 don't do that. I, I was not a representative for the silly silo, all right? I, I never wanted to see that again. And uh, I learned that I don't get on rides that go round and round and round, you know. God said, I didn't create you for that. Maybe some of you he did create for that. But me, he said, I didn't create you. Here's your lesson. Are you going to learn? I said, I got it, Lord. I got it. All right. God intended us to, to spin around at about the rate that the earth is spinning around, okay? And... Um, any rate, I, I am not a representative for a silly silo or any spinning things like that. And so, you won't find me getting in line for those things. But we are called to be representatives of God. We are called to be ambassadors And in the passage that we read, Paul said, Christ died for our sins so that we might be reconciled to God. And when we are reconciled to God, we are 
all new creatures. I mean, God starts changing our lives. And the reason He does that is so that we would go represent Him. That we would go be His ambassadors and, and be representatives of Him. I'm going to just quickly list three characteristics of an ambassador and then come back and make application to we as believers, as, as ambassadors. An ambassador is sent to a foreign land. So it means he leaves what he's familiar with and he's living in a land that isn't his home. Um, different language, different customs, um, everything, is, everything is different. And he is, he is there <coughs> sent by his country, sent by um, the leader of his country, and he is to not forget about his homeland. He is there to represent. He is sent as a representative. He doesn't represent himself. It's not about himself. He is there to represent his country. He is there to represent the leader. He, he does not speak to, to please, so to speak, his audience. He ultimately answers to his country. He ultimately answers to his leader, the one that commissioned him. He is there by the power of that leader. And, and it is by that power that he remains there. And thirdly, he is sent with a message. He is, is sent, and, and not just with one message, but he, he has to keep close contact with the leadership of the country he's representing to know Okay, this is our response to this situation. This is what an ambassador from the United States would say. This is what the United States believes about this. This is, no, we are not in favor of this. We are in favor of this. And so he has to be in close contact. It's not just left up to him. And yet he is there... Not just to observe, he is there to give a message. He is there to represent, and he is there in a foreign land. And so we come back to this, and in in Second Corinthians chapter five, as a result of being born again, as a result of coming to Christ, he says we are ambassadors for Christ. Verse twenty. And, and he says, and it is as though God is pleading with those we are representing, or with those that we are in the foreign land, God is pleading through us to them to be reconciled to God. So, we come back and we want to make application now as an ambassador. So, here you are, you have trusted Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you are in fellowship with God now, and God says, I have left you here on this earth to be my ambassador. 
So we need to understand, although we are citizens of heaven, we are representing the king in this world, and we are living in a world that is foreign to us. This isn't our home. We are foreigners and strangers, meaning there are, there are different customs. These are the things that God wants us to live by, and in this world, it is different than that, and there are different... And as a believer, you cannot really get to where you feel at home in this world. We're not supposed to anyway. He wants us to realize, and He uses throughout Scripture, aliens, strangers, foreigners, that, that we are passing on this journey, a journey that He has great purposes for, but He says, so it's, it shouldn't surprise us that... Um, this world that we're in may be radically opposed to the truth that we're representing, to the God that we're representing. And Christ warned in His earthly ministry, He said, they hated Me, they're going to hate you. If, if you are representing God, the message of God is such that not everyone is going to welcome with open arms. And in fact, he said, the majority of people won't. Broad is the gate and wide is the way that leads to destruction and many there be which go in thereat. So the majority of people are not going to identify. And, and he says, I was going to say he says that's okay. His burden is for everyone to respond, but he knew that's the way it would be. And he says, it shouldn't shock us. You are a foreigner here. Different customs, different standards, different language, because you are in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You now have a new standard a new walk, a new relationship, a new king, and, and everything is new. But we are sent to a foreign land. We are in a foreign land. And we are sent as a representative of our leader and our country. As a representative to be God's ambassador... We must know Him. So, we need to know His heart. We need to know His ways. We need to know His will. And we need to know His blessing. What is it that God blesses? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> to represent God, it's not just willy-nilly take it upon ourselves, and I think this, and I think that. We see a lot of that in Christianity today, but we need to know God's heart. That's why we keep, we keep pounding on the fact, you need to be in the Word, you need to, 
devour the Word. You need to hunger and thirst after. You need to commit to know God. And, and that is an ever-growing, ever-ongoing process of knowing God. And we've talked about that much lately. But it is. I am there. We are here to represent God. So what is God's standard? What is His heart? What is He committed to? And this is then where heaven comes in. The doctrine of heaven, the teaching of heaven, the reality of heaven. If, if we... If we don't view heaven from God's perspective, if we think it, well, you know, it might be all right, but there's not much up there that gets me excited. I know spiritually I am a Christian, so I'm supposed to say, yeah, it is, but we really love earth more than we love heaven. You're going to be like me with the silly silo. You're not going to be recommending because to you heaven is kind of mystical, floating around. It's not, it's not as real. It's not as personal. It's not something that we really long for. And if it's not, how are we going to represent God and represent His home? If we really believe The best is yet to come. If we really believe that, that will make a difference in how we're representing God here. I mean, if if I really believe the silly silo was the best ride I'd ever been on, I'd, I'd hear someone saying, Hey, Dad, let's go ride the silly silo. And I'd say, Yeah, man, that was a blast. But it wasn't that way. And... And most of us, as Christians, have had, yeah, heaven's supposed to be good, but there's a lot about it I don't understand, and I don't know. Man, there's a lot of things here that are really good. And, and sometimes it's hard for us to really believe the best is yet to come. You know... Some of the descriptions that he gives about heaven. Streets of gold. That doesn't excite me. Maybe it does you. I mean, it'll be pretty neat, but I mean, I'm, I'm not a gold lover, okay? I mean, there's some people that like everything gold-plated and all that, you know? I mean... Don't get me wrong, I'm not criticizing how God made it, okay? I'm not saying there should... But it's not, oh man, look at this gold, whoa, look at that, shiny. Maybe when I get up there I'll be completely different, but I think there'll be other things there, endlessly other things that will make us just step back and in awe, and they will all point to God. But it's too easy for us to forget the best is yet to come, and we take this life, and we're muddling through this life, and we're trying to make the best of this life, and we forget, wait a minute, this isn't my home. I am representing the King, 
and and his country and that's my home and we're going there someday and knowing that should change our life see everything we do as an ambassador is representing our country as a believer Everything we do is representing God, either good or bad. And people are either going to come to the conclusion, well, see, they know you're a Christian. And they're going to come to the conclusion watching us, um, wow, is that what Christians do? In a bad sense. Or they may say, wow, look at that's what Christians do. Everything we do is representing God. You are an ambassador. So, every believer is in full-time ministry. We have a full-time job of representing God. I don't care what this next week, where it takes you, what your job is doing, what your life is filled with. If you are a child of God, you are representing God in anything and everything that you do. And it is important for us to realize who God is and where our home is and let those two, who God is and where our home is, dictate our behavior. Robert Murray McCheney said, The Christian is a person who makes it easy for others to believe in God. Think about that. A Christian is a person who makes it easy for other people to believe in God. Because we are changed. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. He doesn't grouse about everything in life. He's rejoicing. It's, it, it affects our whole life. We're representing God. And as we know Him and we get to know Him more and more, <clears throat> we will more clearly represent Him. And as we have, someday I'm going home. And this is where my home is. And this is what my home is. And right now I am on a mission from God but someday I am going home and the best is yet to come. There's nothing like being home. And our soul will not be at home until we are in the presence of God. And a song says, that will be glory, be glory for me. And if that's a reality, it will... It will impact how we live here. Yeah, look at all this stuff that oft times a day seems long, our trials hard to bear, we're tempted to complain, to murmur and despair. But wait a minute, this isn't my home. Christ will soon appear and take His children home. All tears for... Wow, that ought to change our perspective. That ought to make us say, Wow! The best is yet to come. I can take heart. I can rejoice. And I am now representing 
the King of kings and Lord of lords. So, we're here. We're representing. Every one of us are representing. And there, there is no telling how your life will touch a person. Somebody, another Christian will touch a person. Another believer will touch a person. And, and if we are all walking in the fear and the joy of the Lord, those will be positive influences that can be used of God to bring an individual to Christ. And that then is thirdly, we are sent with the message. We are an ambassador. We're representing Christ. And we have a message of reconciliation. Our message is not condemnation. Although it may begin with condemnation, that sin condemns us away from Christ, but our message doesn't end there. Our message isn't, God is going to bring judgment on all the wicked. It doesn't end there. He is going to bring judgment on all the wicked. And all of us are wicked, but our message is one of reconciliation. And this is what this whole passage talks about. It's the message of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. We are representing Christ. We, as believers, have already been to the point we are sinners. We're born into this world as sinners. But somewhere along the line, God in His mercy brought the truth to us, and through the ministry of the Spirit, we responded and called upon Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin, and we are now adopted into His family. Our sins are forgiven. We are a child of God. And now, He says, you have been reconciled to God. You have been brought back to God. We go back to the creation, fall, redemption. We're brought back to fellowship with God. And, and he says, and now I want you to go and represent me with this message. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. You have the ministry of reconciliation, of introducing people to Jesus Christ so they can be reconciled. See, the marvelous truth is that God has already reconciled sinners to Himself by the virtue of Jesus Christ. So, every sinner in the world has already had their sin paid for by Jesus Christ. Reconciliation is possible. Their forgiveness is paid for. The problem is... Many have never heard the message, or they are still in rebellion to the message. We, then, are the in-between. We are now representing. Coming from God to this earth, we have this ministry of reconciliation. So that not only do we just go and, and share the gospel through, through gospel tracts or whatever, or through verbally, but we back it up, and we not only back it up, we prepare the way with our living that represents God, and we support it with our living that represents God, and our burden is to help 
bring individuals to know the truth and to see God's Spirit work in their hearts to bring them to reconciliation so that they know their sins are forgiven. And He has given you this ministry. This is, I mean, this is a a high, high calling that God has given us. That we, we kind of slough it off, take it for granted, ignore it. But we are called to represent the highest king of all the earth. If, if Senator Grassley contacted you this next week and said, um, we're looking for someone to represent us in Uzbekistan, you'd say, I can't even spell it, let alone tell you anything about the, the language or culture or where it is. But even if you were considered to be an ambassador for the United States, you would count that, we would count that as an honor. Even though we might say, no, I I can't do that. This This isn't the U.S. government doing this. This is God Almighty has called us to represent Him. And it's just not living a good life. We have a message, and it's the, men, the ministry of reconciliation. And, and what we're talking about, what does full reconciliation look like? Full and complete reconciliation is heaven. See, we are reconciled to God now, but our salvation isn't complete yet. It's done, it's paid for, but we haven't seen the fruit, the full fruit of it yet. Why? We're still in the flesh. We're still battling the flesh. We're still battling our old nature. We're living in a curse-filled world. We're, we're still, as children of God, we haven't seen the fullness of our salvation yet, but when we come into His presence... That is full reconciliation. And that is heaven. And that is the joys that lie before us that are unspeakable, that we can't even imagine. The greatest joy that you've ever had in this life will will pale in comparison to the, the greatness of the joys of heaven. And that's full reconciliation that we look forward to. So, it's important for us to realize God, at this time, is in heaven. He he had sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty for sins for all mankind. And whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So, He has rescued people by faith in Jesus Christ to salvation, but He's left us here. I've often said, you know, as a Christian, we ought to be growing in Christ. We ought to be growing in Christ-likeness. But the goal of that is not so that we can say, wow, look how Christ-like I am. If, If 
if it was just to be Christ-like, the moment we get saved, we ought to die and go to heaven because we'll be like Christ then. But the reason we grow to be like Christ is so that we can better represent our King to the world. And so that we would reflect His character. That we would reflect His nature. That we would would be a, a vessel of mercy, of His mercy. That His character would flow through us to this world. And as He said in Matthew 5, that they seeing your good works may glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is the ministry that we have. And we believe the Lord could return at any time. But until He does, our job is this ministry of reconciliation. And if we really know God and we really begin to understand heaven more, we'll have even greater motivation in this ministry. See, we excuse things. Well, <clears throat> I don't have the gift of, of evangelism. Or um, I'm just not an outgoing person. And, and we can come up with all kinds of excuses why we're, we're not representing and carrying the message of reconciliation. But the reality is, if... If we really had our hearts stirred about who He is and where our home is, you can't help but talk about it. And that's evidenced in the Scriptures, and it's evidenced throughout all of history. So we come back, and Paul sees that he serves in a foreign land as a representative of a king, and the king has a message, and Paul is delivering the message as though God were pleading through him to them. That was his message. And Paul then, because he knew God and he, he had a great understanding of heaven and he understood his ministry of reconciliation, he was able to endure scoffing and stoning and left for dead because he said, I just want to represent God well. And I know the best is yet to come. So we asked this morning, have you been reconciled to God? Is there a point in time in your life where you acknowledged and knew, I am a sinner I am separated from God, and if something doesn't change, I will be separated from God for all eternity. And you realize, you came to the point, the only thing that can forgive my sins is the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died to take my place. And it's not just knowing it here, it's saying, God, I am now turning from my sin to you, I believe you alone can forgive sin, and I cry out to you to forgive my sin and save my soul. Only then are you reconciled to God. Only then are you brought back to fellowship with God. And only then can you claim, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want.
Only then will God shepherd us through this life. And if you have trusted God, what kind of representative of God are you? Everything? It's a 24-7, 365 days a year. We are on duty all the time. And the most important representative representation you have begins right in your own home. What kind of representative are you of God? In your home, in your neighborhood, at work, in the business dealings that you do, how you deal with people that you don't know, how, how you respond to adversity. What kind of representative are you of God? Every, every day, every moment, we are representing God. And then we ask, who are you bringing the message of reconciliation to? Sometimes it's, it's like as Christians, we want to we wanna get through this life like we're walking through this landmine and, and hopefully I can, can get to the end of it without getting blown up. That's not why we're here. It's not a survivor series. We're here to bring the message of reconciliation to those that are on the verge of destruction. To those who the condemnation of God is already upon them because they are still in their sin. And our job is this ministry of reconciliation so that maybe by this this simple smile and a word of encouragement you gave to someone, it helps bring them one step closer to Christ. Maybe by giving a, a little gospel card or track, maybe a word of, of the gospel that you share with some. Whose lives are you involved in and burdened for? And are you praying, God, Use me in this, this ministry of reconciliation so that others may enjoy this glorious heaven we're learning about. So that others would be brought to praise you and honor you. See, as a believer, we have the, the highest calling in all the land. And it has nothing to do with your occupation. It has to do with your reconciliation to God. And He says, now go and represent Me. I mean, it ought, to, it ought to make us say, whoa, I am representing the King of kings and Lord of lords. It ought to, it ought to fill us with a sense of, of joy and, and humility. And it ought to fear, fill us with the sense, whoa, I am representing God. I don't want... My thoughts, I don't want my words, I don't want my attitudes, I don't want my actions to disappoint my king. I am representing him. Whoa, what an awesome responsibility that, that is beyond me. And God, it ought to drive us to our knees. God, I can't do this without your power. So you're an ambassador. You're either a good one or a bad one. Really, it, it boils down to that. Or you're here today in need of reconciliation 
And Christ today stands and says, Come unto me, and I will forgive your sins and save your soul and change your life. What is it that God is asking you to do in your life today? Heavenly Father, I pray for every believer here today. Lord, may may we come to know you in such a manner that we cannot help but speak about you. And Lord, may, may our future so excite and so motivate and so be the glory of our life that we really believe the best is yet to come and that it would impact and affect our daily lives. Lord, I pray that every one of us would be burdened to be a minister of reconciliation. Lord, help us to realize everything we say and do, we are representing you. And may we know the leading of your Spirit that we would represent you well. Lord, I pray for anyone here today that has never called upon you for the forgiveness of sins. Lord, help them to realize that it's simply calling upon you, turning from our sins, that you've paid for it entirely, and that when we come to you, your blood covers our sins. Lord, may there be forgiveness of sin made real and personal. And we thank You that You have called us to this great ministry to represent You. Lord, we aren't worthy. But may we be willing, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.